0: Welcome to Slim and Satisfied, a podcast about weight loss for women dealing with hormonal imbalances. I'm Daphna Chazen, registered dietitian and weight loss coach, and I invite you to join me weekly for conversations, practical strategies, and resources that will lead you on the right path to feeling satisfied with your body and your life. And now, let's get to today's episode. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Slim and Satisfied podcast. I'm your host, Daphna Chazen, and I'm so excited that you've joined me today. If this is the first time that you're listening to the podcast or you're new to my world, let me just take a few seconds to introduce myself. I am a registered dietitian and healthy eating expert, and I help women, specifically women with PCOS, lose weight, stop dieting, and start really thriving when it comes to getting healthier, doing all the things that are related to the healthiest type of lifestyle you can have with a condition like PCOS. And if you do not have PCOS, stick around because you're going to gain a lot of insights, a lot of knowledge, and a lot of practical tips from these episodes. And a lot of what I talk about can be applied to anyone at any stage of life and any type of health condition. If you're battling with weight, if dieting has not worked for you in the past, you're in the right place because we do not diet here. We do not talk about restriction and denial on this podcast. What we do talk about is how to live your best life, your healthiest life with a reasonable, sustainable and practical approach to weight loss, things that anybody could do at any time and are not gonna become your full-time job, okay? So stick around today because we're talking about how to fit healthy eating into your day and into your life in general. So I always tell people busy is the new black. Everybody's busy. Whenever you ask someone, oh, how's it going? How you doing? Busy. So if you're currently multitasking, I got you. I'm going to be talking about how to continue to get a lot of things done but not abandon your healthy eating routines and, in fact, making them easier to follow, making them a lot more streamlined and a lot more integrated into your life so that you don't have to feel like you're putting your health and your happiness and your body last, okay? Usually when people get busy and when people get overwhelmed with tasks and chores and just life, the last thing that we want to do is take care of ourselves. That's the first thing that goes to the bottom of the list. So we start prioritizing other things, other people, other tasks, our job, our life, our social life, our community, our family come first. And I'm here to tell you, you're doing no good to yourself or the people around you if that's what your pattern has been. If you're someone who gets busy and then forgets to take care of themselves, you wanna make it a priority to change that because life is not about to get less busy anytime soon. And that kind of behavior, if you do have kids or people around you who look up to you, is not a good one to model for other people. So of course, it's also not serving you, not getting you closer to your health goals, and making you feel less than overall. So we're going to change that today. We're going to talk about how to fit healthy eating in a very easy, sustainable way into whatever busy life you're leading right now. It is possible, and you can do it. So let me show you how. What I'm gonna focus on today is the little hacks, the little tips that will help you squeeze in some healthy eating, some healthy food options into your busy schedule without taking up too much additional time in your day. Now, before we dive into talking about these tips, I wanna offer you three mindset shifts that are really important here. So if you wanna make a change, if you wanna stop feeling like healthy eating is another chore that you have in order to fit it into your day, you gotta do some mindset work. And if you've listened to the podcast for any amount of time, you know that I'm big on thoughts and feelings and what we tell ourselves because it's such a huge part of success. It's such a huge part of how we show up for ourselves, the kind of effort that we put into healthy eating, how we prioritize healthy eating, and eventually how successful we are in actually accomplishing those big goals that we wanna accomplish. So let's talk a little bit about three mindset shifts that I really think are important here. If you wanna make healthy eating a priority in your day and fit it in even on your busiest day, it is possible to do. The first one is you have to make a change, right? Pretty obvious, pretty straightforward, but if we want a different outcome, we need to do something different. We can never expect the results to be different, the results to be better, or for the results to be more congruent with what we want if we're not doing anything different. If I'm showing up doing the same things that I know are not serving me, the only thing I can expect is to get more of what I don't want. And let me give you an example. Say that your mornings are really busy, and I've been there many, many times, and this is something that I had to learn the hard way I was someone who was always rushing out of the house when I was younger. I would always go and grab food outside the house. And over time, I realized that not only am I spending all this money on coffee and bagels and buying things outside the house, I was always late and rushing because when you think about it, buying food outside the house rarely saves you time because you have to go to the place. Even if it's on your way, you gotta park, you got gonna be in line, you gotta wait for the order. So even though it seems like the quicker solution, it actually takes more time to do this than to prepare a breakfast at home or to grab something quick like a bar or a protein shake or a fruit and a yogurt or something like that. It always will take you more time to stop and buy food outside the house even if you're going through the drive-through. So I can almost guarantee you that you're not saving any time. It will take you exactly the same amount of time or even less to do something at home. So when I used to buy food outside the house, I was leaving the place a little bit late. I had no control over traffic or how many people are in line or all of those things. So anytime you're out of control, right? You have no control. You have no way of changing the traffic. You have no way of changing how many people are ahead of you in the line. And that's something that produces unnecessary stress. So I was always feeling rushed. I was always feeling a little anxious and stressed. And now that I know all I know, I can understand that my cortisol levels were probably going up because I was getting stressed early in the morning and maybe that fed into unhealthy eating later in the day. Maybe I got more cravings. Maybe my blood sugar wasn't well managed. Maybe I just felt anxious and was eating more emotionally later in the day because I started off with this surge of cortisol, this rushed behavior that kind of got me to leave my house, buy the things, rush over here, get to work, These are all things that you want to avoid. So it's not necessarily just about the choice because, of course, you can walk into a Starbucks and find something healthy. Again, it's another conversation, but I'm going to tell you that it's going to be harder to find something healthy in places like that, and those foods are likely much higher calorie and lower in protein than what you need. So a breakfast that you prepare at home or something that you brought with you is always going to be better. But the point that I'm trying to make here is you need to change how you approach it. You need to make sure that you're not super rushed. You need to make sure that you're waking up in the morning with a little bit better time management so that you can make good decisions and not just kind of jump from one thing to the next. So the first thing that I want you to think about is, what are some of the behaviors or habits that you are currently practicing that are setting you up for feeling rushed, for feeling like you never have enough time, for feeling like eating is haphazard, is something you do on the way or as an afterthought? And those are the things that have to change. So I don't want you to think about all the different things. There could be a lot of them in your day, but find one or two. Maybe the morning is a crucial time where you could set yourself up for a successful good day. And that's usually the case. Usually the things that we do early set the tone for the rest of the day. So I want you to think about whether the things that you're doing right now are setting a good positive tone for the day or just making you feel more rushed where you already are feeling short in time. Which leads me to the next mindset shift, which is it's going to take sacrifice. Doing hard things, doing things differently takes sacrifice, usually, especially when time is tight. So, in order to fit healthy eating into your current schedule, there's a good chance that something else is gonna have to give. Meaning it will be have to get done differently or more quickly, or it will have to get done by someone else in order for you to make time for healthy behaviors that you really wanna adopt. So for example, I found that working out for me was taking up a huge chunk of time right in the middle of my day. So I wanted to be able to exercise, but since I am self-employed and I can set my own hours, I would do it in the late morning because I wanted to be with my kids until they get to school. So for me, late morning meant around maybe 10 o'clock or 10:30 where I would get to the gym. It would take me a couple hours and This is usually my most productive time. I'm usually most productive in the morning. So what I found was that I was using that precious time, that time where I'm really focused, really productive to exercise, which is of course great and I want to do it and is important to me, but I was missing out on work time that is really prime time for me to create content, to set up appointments, to be with clients, to be coaching and doing all the things I love to do. So I wasn't going to stop exercising because there was a time where I had to stop. I took a break and I just didn't feel as good. Something was missing. My body was really feeling different and I didn't like it. But at the same time, of course, I didn't want to use up my most productive time to do something like exercise because that's something that could be done other times of the day. So Once I didn't exercise, I really felt like crap. It wasn't a good time for me and That was when I realized I have to sacrifice something in order to get the workouts in and not take up too much of my work time in the mornings. And of course, I didn't wanna take away time from my kids because they're the priority in my life. So what I did was I decided that I'm gonna take some of my nighttime TV, Netflix watching, my recreational time where I sit on the couch with my husband and we chat and we talk and we watch a show. I decided that that would be a good time to cut back on because I didn't want to wake up early and just cut back on my sleep. That would defeat the purpose. That's not a good way to make room for healthy eating or healthy habits in general, because sleep is one of the most important healthy things that you could be doing for your body. So you never want to sacrifice sleep in order to get other healthy habits like exercise in. That would not make any sense. But this was a big sacrifice for me because I do enjoy watching TV here and there. I do enjoy just relaxing and doing nothing. But for the time being, it's just not a luxury that I have because the other things are more important to me. So I decided that I'm going to go to bed earlier and then I'm going to wake up earlier and exercise at 6 a.m. in the morning. I'll be done by 7.30 or 8 when my kids are kind of getting ready for school. And it feels really good. The first few minutes of me waking up at 5.30 are brutal. I really cannot stand it. But once I get out of bed, I do my thing, I'm fine. And the interesting thing is that I'm not more tired on the days that I wake up at 5.30 than any other day. And that's because I didn't sacrifice my sleep. I'm going to bed earlier. So I'm sharing this example with you to show you how sacrifice may work this is what's working right now for me. I don't know if it's gonna change, I don't know if I'm gonna find something else to do, another way to work around it, but I wanted you to get a good example of what it means to sacrifice something in order to fit healthy habits into your day. Everything can't fit if you're already maxed out. That's one important thing to think about. So you're gonna have to make a change. You're likely gonna have to make a sacrifice and that is perfectly okay. Just make sure that it feels good and you're not feeling like you're being punished. And then the last thing which feeds right into it is you need to love the process. You have to be excited about getting those bursts of health into your day and not feel like they're a burden on you. So if I felt like, Exercise is something that I hate, and it's a chore, but someone told me I have to do it, so I'm doing it. It's never going to last. I am definitely not the kind of person who can do things if I don't like the process or if I don't really see the value or the benefit in them. So I can't tell you that I step on the treadmill or do a weights class, and I'm all cheerful and giggly. No, it hurts, and I'm not happy, but I'm so happy when I'm done. So I don't love the process necessarily as it's going as I'm doing it, but I sure do love the process when I'm done and I see the results and I see how I feel, and that's what motivates me and why I keep going back and doing it again and again and again. So you need to love the process, you need to make sure that you're doing something because you want to, not because you have to, and If we think about me waking up early, I I don't want to be grumpy all day and tell myself, oh, it's so hard to wake up early or, oh my God, I'm, I'm so miserable today. I'm so tired. No, I don't do this. I tell myself I get 30 seconds to be miserable and then I'm done. I move on. I'm happy that I'm doing it. I feel like I'm taking charge of my health and I feel like I'm showing up for myself in the best way possible because this is something I've decided to do. So it's really important to understand what are some of the things that you're going to be gaining from those healthy habits. So if you've sacrificed something to practice a healthy habit, what are the benefits? Why are you doing it? Why is this important? Why is it a priority? Why is it worth giving up the other thing that you've sacrificed and doing this instead? And most importantly, what joy, what pleasure can you find in the process? What are the positive things that you could continue to think about and put at the forefront of your mind in order to not feel like you're doing something against your desire? That's really, really important. You need to love this process. You need to want to do it. You need to feel like it's the best thing and you're excited to get your day started when you know those habits are sprinkled in there. And I have many clients who learned how to find joy and pleasure in the act, in the process of getting healthier. And it's really motivating because the more you do it, the better you feel, and the better you feel, the more you want to do it. So you enter this amazing cycle of just getting better and doing more and wanting to just perfect and dial in all the great things that you're already doing, and they all fit because you've already decided that healthy eating is a priority for you. And when something becomes a priority, we make efforts to fit it in. Okay, so these are some of the mindsets that I wanted to mention because I do think they're important. Let's now dive into talking about the strategies that you can get started with if you're looking to sprinkle in those healthy habits into your busy day. The first thing, and this is a must, you wanna schedule it. You wanna put 10 minute blocks in your schedule, maybe two times a day, you wanna find that time, I guarantee you it's there, and make sure that you're actually blocking it on your calendar, whether you're using a phone or a paper calendar, make sure that you write those blocks of time into your day every single day, and all you have to do is 10 minutes even if you're not sure what you're going to do in that time quite yet, I want you to put it on the calendar as your initials and the letter T. So I used to do this all the time when I worked because people would be able to see my calendar and I didn't want them to know what that time block was. So I would put it as DCT, Daphna Chase and Time. Okay. So if you want to take that, you might want to make it your own, go right ahead. But I do want you to put it on the calendar. Whether you're working for someone else and you have a public calendar or you're just a stay-at-home mom and you wanna make sure that you get that time in, formally book it into your calendar. The reason it's important to put it on the calendar officially is because when we take the time to book something into the calendar, we have more respect for it and we make it a point to follow through. And you'd be shocked at how much you can get done with those two 10-minute increments. You can get a lot of things done in that time And for example, you could do a block of 10 minutes that's preparing two or three containers of salads for the week, just top them with grilled chicken or tuna. Or you could make a couple jars of overnight oats using a simple recipe. These are both examples of things that would take about 10 minutes each. Or you could clean out one shelf of your pantry from different snacks or treats that you have a hard time resisting or rearrange your pantry in a way that makes grabbing the healthy options like nuts or a bar easier and more intuitive. So things that are at eye level are usually the ones we're going to go for. So just by the simple act of rearranging how things are positioned, where they're located in your pantry... You could be changing your snacking habits and what are the types of things that are your go-to. What are the things that you grab? Because again, if we're talking about a busy schedule, you're not going to stand there and look for the healthy items that's that's buried way down in the back. So you want the healthy options front and center so they're easy to grab and go. And the less healthy stuff, make them a little bit harder to reach. So that's a little bit off, off topic, but again, Those 10 minutes could be used in very smart ways. So it doesn't have to be a long seven-day meal plan session. Just make one salad. Make one healthy snack. Rearrange one shelf of your pantry. Do the little things. They do add up and make sure that they're really simple. The other thing that you could do is double up. So if you have the ability to spend 20 minutes, so take the two 10-minute increments and put them together and spend 20 minutes shopping for groceries online and making sure that that's coming. All the healthy things that you wanna be eating need to be in your house. So if you take the 20 minutes, you go online, you can place the order, get, get exactly what you need and be done for the week. And what would be even better is if this grocery shopping session from home, the 20 minutes that you spend getting the groceries, saves you the trip to the grocery store during the week, you're actually gaining time back. So that's a great benefit as well. Now, one last thing I'm going to mention about scheduling the time is that you want, if possible, to do it early on in your day when you have more control of your time. Remember, buy back that time if you need to and make a wise sacrifice here. But before things get busy, I want you to try to get at least the one 10-minute session in and make it a point to do things early on in your day. So maybe do one or two things that promote healthy eating, but do them early on in the day, ideally before 10 a.m. And they can and should be simple. So it could be things like taking the 10 minutes to fill up a water bottle, grabbing a piece of fruit, or grabbing a couple baby carrots and putting them in a little Ziploc for snack later. Or it could be something simple like taking chicken out of the freezer to the frost, so by the time you get home, You have something to grill or bake or use as a protein with your meal. Little things like this make a big difference and it could take minutes, if not seconds, to do them. So within the 10 minute increment, if you book it and you make a point of following through and doing it, you could do a bunch of things before your day even got started. A few little things that are adding up to a big, big difference. And ladies, this is what makes the difference between someone who's just wishing and someone who actually has a goal. So if you're just wishing that, today I hope to not order out, or today I hope to exercise, or today I hope to drink the right amount of fluids, That's never going to happen. Wishing is not a strategy. You have to have a goal. You have to make sure that you're booking the time, you're doing it early, and you're setting maybe two, three, four actions within those 10 minutes that are actually moving you forward. So if you bring a salad, or if you defrost a piece of chicken, or if you actually fill up your bottle and bring it with you, you're thousands of percents more likely to actually do it as opposed to just saying you hope to do something or you wish you could do it. That's not a strategy. You need an action plan. Moving on, I want to talk about meals. And this is another great way to make sure that you're fitting healthy eating into your day, and that is keeping meals really simple and actually somewhat repetitive. You never want to reinvent the wheel every time you need to eat. That's going to take up a lot of time. And usually people get decision fatigue and they're just getting overwhelmed and end up ordering in or eating out. If you've ever been there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. When time is tight, we're going to go for the simple, most convenient and easiest option. And that's usually not preparing a meal. So what I want you to think about is, coming up with two to three options per meal and just focusing on perfecting this repertoire before you ever introduce a new meal into your day, okay? So you're going to have two to three breakfasts, two to three lunches, two or three dinners, and you're going to alternate those for a good couple of months, That's going to be really useful for you as far as time management, because you're going to get very proficient in preparing these meals. You're going to know what they taste like. You're going to know that you like them. And all you have to do is just continue to go back and pull from the two to three options per meal. Now, I know what you're thinking, and I hear this a lot. Well, I'm going to get bored or I don't like to eat the same thing every day. You're not going to get bored because you're not eating the same thing every day. The two to three meals per meal, right, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, give you almost 10 different varieties of meals to choose from, and you can always tweak them a little bit, use a different protein, or use a different vegetable, but I want you to think about coming up with the recipes that you know are easy and quick and you like, and maybe things that feed the rest of the family if that's a concern for you, but make sure that you're not coming up with new ideas every single night or having to scratch your head and figure out what's for dinner. That's not a good scenario to be in. It's gonna be more time-consuming and cause overwhelm and decision fatigue. One of the things that you can do if you wanted to get started with very simple, delicious PCOS-friendly meals, you can go to daphnachazen.com forward slash PCOS plan and download my PCOS proof kitchen guide that comes with an amazing meal plan that does exactly this. It gives you a few varieties, a few options of meals, but it's not too much that it's overwhelming. So keeping meals super simple and repetitive, remember two to three options per breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and just alternate those. The next thing is take help from the store. This can be a huge time saver because a lot of healthy foods are more prep intensive. They're more more labor intensive. So if you think about vegetables that need to be washed, peeled, and chopped, that's usually one of the big reasons why people don't handle vegetables during the week is they don't want to start doing all of these things. They don't want to start prep them. Or when you think about seasoning protein and coming up with how to cook chicken or fish, that's usually when people are like, ah, forget it. I'm just going to order in. It's too much work or it's going to take up too much time that I don't have. Use help from the store. Take help from the store. There are a lot of steamable bags of vegetables, pre-chopped produce. Yes, it costs a couple extra bucks, but remember, if it's gonna save you time and it's gonna get you eating healthier and hopefully you're saving money by not ordering out, that's a huge benefit. So you wanna spend the money on things that are gonna save you time. Pre-seasoned proteins or pre-portioned snacks. So if it's going to make it easier for you to grab a 100-calorie bag of nuts or if it's going to make it easier for you to buy pre-portioned crackers or something like even pretzels as opposed to going to the vending machine and getting a chocolate bar or potato chips Do it. Go for it. Get the pre-portioned snacks. Get the pre-seasoned proteins. Get the vegetables that are pre-chopped and maybe even the frozen vegetables that take 90 seconds to prepare in the microwaves. Microwave, those are perfectly fine to use, and they're a great way to add vegetables into your day. Moving on, let's talk about being smart when you are cooking. So you wanna make sure that you're doing the most in the least amount of time because cooking can be time consuming. So if you're already doing it, make enough to freeze. Make sure that you're doubling recipes or that you're looking at the amount that it's going to yield and see if you're going to be able to get three or four meals out of it and not just one or two portions. So this is really important because you want to be smart with your time and not spend it on recipes that are only going to feed you and your family one time. So you can always double recipes. You can always add volume by adding vegetables or adding more protein to meals, and you can also repurpose some of the ingredients in these recipes. So if a recipe calls for a chicken stir fry, grill or stir fry more chicken so that you can throw it on a salad later on or in a soup. Or if a recipe calls for sauteing vegetables, saute more vegetables so that you can throw it into an omelet or use it as a side dish in and of itself. So you wanna be smart with it and you wanna cook once, but eat for the rest of the week if possible. Crock pot or the Instapot are amazing for this. It's a really, those two tools are wonderful because they're gonna create very moist proteins that will last you. So it's not gonna get dry, it's not gonna taste funky, it's gonna be perfect. And they usually, things that are saucy or moist are gonna freeze really well. So things like chili or soup, as well as any protein that you put in a sauce, that's gonna freeze really well and keep for months in the freezer. And then the last thing is batch cooking. This is another big part of cooking smart is batch cooking. For example, if you wanna prepare vegetables for the week, cooked vegetables, batching is a perfect way to do that. You can also do it with proteins. Essentially what it means is that you're cooking similar foods at the same time. So you're cooking larger amounts of them in one session. So you could be taking chicken or browning ground turkey or brown meat or again, going back to the vegetables, you could be taking a bunch of different vegetables and roasting them all together. But then you'll likely use them in different ways throughout the week. So you're cooking once, but then repurposing them in different dishes and using them all throughout your week. This is a lifesaver. If you're going to do it, especially now we're recording this in the winter, things like Brussels sprouts and broccoli and cauliflower. You can roast root vegetables like potatoes or sweet potatoes, turnips, parsnips. On sheet pans and do batch roasting. Do a bunch of them, maybe a couple different sheet pans. I had a client uh, a couple weeks ago who said she does three different sheet pans and she seasons each one in a different way to keep it interesting. So use spices and herbs and seasonings to keep things exciting so that not everything tastes the same, but you can batch roast and then use these vegetables in a million different ways throughout the week. Okay, and then the last thing I wanna talk about today as far as fitting healthy eating into your busy schedule is you have to have stuff with you so you do not need to spend time going to find food in a grocery store or in a little convenience store or at the vending machine or at the office kitchen where all junk is laid out for everyone to eat All day long. You want to make sure that you have some foods, some safe options with you so that you can feel well equipped for your day and you can manage your appetite. Remember, if you have PCOS, you're going to want to manage your appetite very strategically throughout the day because you don't want blood sugar to dip. You don't want more insulin to be released. If you eat larger meals, you're going to have bigger surges of insulin coming into your bloodstream, and that's not good for insulin resistance, which is what about 70% of women with PCOS are dealing with. We want to lower insulin as much as possible, and we can do this with some strategic snacking, but you have to carry the food with you. You have to have some safe options anywhere you spend time, whether it's your car, your office, or your purse. Not that I'm a big proponent of eating while driving, but if it's either eating a snack that you brought from home or stopping at the drive through I would much rather you Pull out a pack of nuts from your bag or eat a bar or a piece of fruit or a low fat string cheese while you're driving in order to make sure that you're not tempted to get unhealthy options on your way. So think about nuts, bars, jerky. That could be a good snack as well. It's a little bit high in sodium, but. If it's replacing a much higher calorie, fat, and sodium food, that's likely a good swap to make. So if you have it two, three times a week, there's no issue with the sodium. You can also keep things like high-fiber crackers and peanut butter, maybe little pouches of single-serve peanut butter in your desk, and that's going to be a good healthy option for you when you're getting hungry between meals. So the idea is you want to always be surrounding yourself with healthy food so the options are there and you don't have to rush and take time out of your busy day to go find a snack, or worse off, get too hungry, and then eat impulsively when you get home. That's usually when people get in trouble is they wait too long, they go too long without eating, or they didn't have the right stuff on hand. And then when time gets tight, they just skip a snack or a meal and they get overly hungry and they overeat when they get home. So there you have it, we covered a few different strategies for fitting healthy eating into your busy day, and I hope that you're gonna take the time, maybe 10 or 20 minutes a day, to implement some of these things, some of these strategies, and see how they work for you. So try it on for size, practice it a little bit, and then double down on the things that are working well. Just to quickly recap, we talked about scheduling in two 10-minute intervals in your day to practice some healthy habits. Ideally, you would do it earlier in the day and get it done before your day gets going. It's gonna help set a positive tone for the rest of your day. The next thing we talked about is to keep meals super simple and repetitive. Remember, two or three options per meal and alternate those as much as you can taking help from the store, being smart about cooking, and then having stuff with you so that you don't have to spend time looking for snacks and looking for meals. The more control you can bring back into your life when it comes to healthy eating, the more predictable and planned out it is, the better off you'll be, and that's what's gonna make a difference between you having a wish and having a goal and actually accomplishing big things on your health journey. I hope you found today's information helpful and that you've enjoyed this episode. If you've been listening for a while, please subscribe to the show. And also, if you have a couple minutes, I would love for you to leave me a review, a written review. It helps more people find the show and get access to this information. All right. I'll see you again here next week. Bye for now.